Hi, everyone. Great to be back with you. For those of you who are just getting to know me, my name is Chris Ashley. I'm a coach. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. And I love doing these videos with you. Fix my microphone here. I love doing these videos with you every week. I've been putting them up once a week. You can find the video format on my YouTube. You can find the audio format on my podcast. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening along. A uh, really quick plug, if you head to my website, change your mind to changeyourreality.com, sign up for my newsletter. I won't spam you, but I'll send you a free gift. It's a guide and um, it's a couple exercises I do with my one-on-one clients that I've seen completely transform people's lives. And I want to give it to you for free just to say thank you for signing up for my newsletter. And the kind of things you'll get from my newsletter, well, you'll find out when my book is available for pre-order uh, sometime in April. I don't even know the date yet. Uh, but it is coming to market June 20th. It's called Change Your Mind to Change Your Reality, How Shifting Your Thinking Can Unlock Your Health, Your Relationships, and Your Peace of Mind. Follow me along on Instagram and TikTok. I'm at Change Your Mind with Chris. I am Change Your Mind with Chris Ashley on Facebook. I'm everywhere. Follow me. Become part of my community. Uh, we talk about a lot of great stuff. So let's dive right into it. If you've been following me for a while, you might have noticed that I talk a lot about A Course in Miracles, or maybe you don't even know I'm talking about A Course in Miracles because a lot of the lessons I teach are Course in Miracles lessons, and I just kind of put my own spin on it, and uh, I, I use a lot of stories from my own life and from my clients' lives to explain a lot of those principles. So if you don't know what A Course in Miracles is, I'm holding it up right now. So this is just a textbook. So A Course in Miracles comes with three actual books. It's the volume one is the text, and then you have the workbook for students, and you also have the teacher handbook. And the workbook for students are little lessons, 365 of them, one for each day of the year, and they take about five minutes to do. Um, and then the workbook for teachers, or the, tech, the textbook for teachers, handbook for teachers, manual for teachers, that's what it's called. It's like none of these words sound right. It's the manual for teachers. Um, is a guide because A Course in Miracles believes that anyone is a teacher of the course. It is a self-study program. Therefore, you can teach others as well as yourself. And then volume one is the actual text. And I mean, this is pretty meaty, right, when you look at it. Side note, my husband got me these for Christmas, and he didn't realize that they were used copies. So check it out. There's, I think, several people own them because there's different color pens. There's different color highlighters throughout there. And then, of course, I've got all my own notes and highlighter on there as well. So it was kind of special to see what passages stood out to other people. So A Course in Miracles, let's see, it's kind of like the Newest Testament. And there is a big following of A Course in Miracles where people believe it is the Newest Testament. So it's like the Third Testament. And there are study groups, just like how people have Bible study. Um, there's so many authors who have made a living, like Marianne Williamson, who's running for president again this year, which is awesome. Um, president of the United States for my international followers uh, who have made careers over talking about A Course in Miracles and teaching it. One of my favorite uh, 
kind of like little cliff notes of it. It's called The Course in Miracles Made Easy by Alan Cohen. I reference that in my own book. He's phenomenal. So, you know, if if this feels too dense, too overwhelming, too stressful to dive into, you can kind of sink your teeth into it through these other these other places. So A Course in Miracles was channeled by a woman named Helen Shuckman. And she wasn't some woo-woo person. She was a psychologist at Columbia University. So she had an outstanding career. She was well-respected by her colleagues. And one day, or over time, she started having a feud with a coworker named William Thetford. And the two of them kind of had this ongoing feud and this ongoing competition. And then uncharacteristically of humanity at times, right, the two of them realized that this competition that they had, this resentment for each other, this kind of tension between each other wasn't a healthy thing, right? They were both psychologists. So they got together and they decided we're we're not going to do this anymore. We're, we're colleagues. We're going to respect each other. We are, we're going to form this friendship. And if you asked either of them, they would say that that was the catalyst for Course in Miracles coming to be. So one day, Helen Schuchman heard a voice in her head. <laughs> and the voice said, this is a Course in Miracles. Please take notes. Now, she's a psychologist, and she's like, I work with people, or I teach about people who hear voices in their head. What is going on here? And the voice was so real. And it kept coming up, and it said, this is a course in miracles. Please take note. And she she didn't want to tell anyone about it. She felt kind of funny. Uh, she didn't want people to judge her. But finally, she confided in her newfound friend, William. And she goes, what do you think I should do? And William said, well, you should probably take notes. And so began this, this work that the two of them would do together. And I think it took something like seven years to write it. Check that date, that timeline for me. But it took many, many years for them to get it down. So Helen started taking notes of everything that was said to her through this voice. And William was a really great typist. So every night Helen would kind of channel this, download this. And every morning before work, her and William would get together and he would type out what she had handwritten. And they very quickly realized that this was a very profound teaching that was coming through. And the author of A Course in Miracles, the person channeling it, was Jesus Christ. And that can seem very jarring for a lot of people to hear and think it's total BS right off the right out of the gate. Um, but if you actually read the course, if you pick up this book and you read it, then you will very, very quickly realize that it is profound. It, it speaks in a way and the subject matter is in a way where it really couldn't be anyone else. And you'll just have to read it to really get all those details. But I'm going to tell you just a little bit about it, just a brief overview, because it's really one of the most life-changing reads that you'll ever read. And like I said, people study this for life. And I really recommend reading A Course in Miracles Made Easy by Alan Cohen first. Um, that book alone, even if you're not reading it to learn about A Course in Miracles, stand alone, it is a phenomenal book, hands down. 
but he does a great job of bringing it down to earth through teaching stories. So A Course in Miracles can be summed up in three sentences, and it's actually the introduction. I'm going to read the introduction to you. It's like a paragraph, and then I'm going to read you those three sentences that sum up the whole book. Introduction. This is a course in miracles. It is a required course. Only the time you take it is only the time you take it is voluntary. Free will does not mean that you can establish the curriculum. It means only that you can elect what you want to take at a given time. The course does not aim at teaching the meaning of love, for that is beyond what can be taught. It does aim, however, at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence, which is your natural inheritance. The opposite of love is fear, but what is all-encompassing can have no opposite. This course can therefore be summed up very simply in this way, and these are the three sentences. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. And if you can really absorb those three sentences, you don't even need to read the course. The course is thousands of pages elaborating on those three sentences. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. And if you've been following me for a while, it might be starting to click that this is what I teach, right? I teach about how we are living in an illusion, right? How reality is an illusion. We are here living in a play, a school, a simulation, a game. And everything that you see around you is part of this illusion, part of this game, the stage setting of this play, this movie that we're living in. And it's all set up so that you can learn lessons, right? We're here to learn and then we, we move on. And I talk all the time about ego and ego, the, the A Course in Miracles talks a lot about ego. It talks about ego versus Holy Spirit. So ego is part of this illusion. It's kind of like the software that comes with being human. Ego doesn't understand that you are this vast, beautiful, powerful, spiritual, energetic light being that's just pure, unconditional love, because that is your true nature. That's who you are. And ego thinks that you are just a body and you're just a mind, and it tries to keep you safe. And it looks around at the world and it sees fear. It has feels fear, right? But fear is part of the illusion. That's what, of course, just said, right? And ego feels judgment and ego places blame and ego sees things in black and white and it panics and it feels shame and it feels guilt and it points the finger. It's the cynic, the critic, the realist, right? That voice of doubt, that voice of worry in your head. And this is part of the programming that comes with being human. But the ego is just trying to keep you safe, right? Because it thinks you're only a body. So it does things to keep the body safe because when you believe that you're only a body, this world is a terrifying place, right? Natural disasters, tornadoes, hurricanes can wipe you out in a flash. There's 
deranged gunmen everywhere. There's school shootings, right? People are getting shot up in movie theaters and shopping malls. Um, there's diseases, right? We just went through a pandemic. Germs can jump on you from doorknobs. Um, you know, anything like stepping out of your house after dark is a threat to ego, right? So ego lives in this constant state of fear. And of course, miracles is about removing all of that fear, all of that illusion, because it blocks unconditional love. And that's what you really are. And that's your birthright. So it also talks a lot about the atonement and it it talks about, and this is why you know that this is from Jesus. It talks about all of these things that are referenced in the Bible. But if you think about the new Testament, the new Testament wasn't written by Jesus. The new Testament was written by men and women, mostly men. I think only men. I'll have to check on that. It was written by people who experienced all of this, but they wrote it much, much, um, much longer after, like much farther back after it took place. Right. I think it was like some of those stories in the Bible take place a hundred years, 200 years after Jesus actually lived. So it's secondhand accounts and they're corroborated, right? It's corroborated by each other. It's corroborated by archaeology and, you know, things that we've found, right? We've found so much evidence that there was a man named Jesus who walked the earth. But none of that was told from Jesus's account. And the thing is, is that all of his disciples, all the apostles, all these people that he touched were people. They were men. They were humans, right? And there's this, have you been watching The Chosen, by the way? It's phenomenal. It's a story of the New Testament. It's so, so good. It's one of the best things I've ever watched on TV. But what I love about it is it does such a great job at portraying all of Jesus's followers as people. They felt jealousy. They felt fear. They had anger issues. They had relationship issues. They had everything that we have today, right? They were people. They weren't these perfect enlightened beings. And they were they were the misfits of the time, right? They were the criminals. They were the, the addicts. They were they they were the the misfits at the time. Right. They weren't like the elite. They were the poor. They were so. They were human. Right. That's the point. They were human, just like we're all human today. Humanity hasn't changed that much in, you know, however long it's been a couple thousand years. Uh, a little longer than that. Anyway. So those are all secondhand accounts by humans who see things through their lens, through their filter, through their own emotions, through their own belief system, through all the trauma they've been through, through all the things they've risen above, through everything. Right. Because everyone has a lens and a filter through which they view the world. And I teach that a lot as well. So. This is an account from Jesus. And what he does is he talks about all the things in the Bible and he says many times, no, this is what I actually meant by that. This got misinterpreted. Here's the truth. Here's how you should actually take that. Religion has twisted this. Let me untangle it for you. And even if 
And that might, that's probably going to be triggering to some people, right? If you are a Christian, if you're a Catholic, depending on how open-minded you are, right? Because there's some people that read the course and they're like, this is too Christian for me. There's other people who read the course and they're like, this isn't Christian enough for me, right? And it, it's really for everyone that can come at it with an open mind because there is so much gold to be learned here. It is such a beautiful, moving book. So a few of the things that he talks about that the Bible kind of um, didn't explain the way that he meant it. So the atonement. So the atonement isn't about any kind of punishment or anything like that. The atonement is the final taking away of all of your sins at the end and and just giving you pure forgiveness. Because source and God or whatever you want to call it, life force energy, the creator, there's no judgment there. It is pure, unconditional love. You are the child, right? You, you are, you are the child. You are a piece of source. And so many people who have had near death experiences explain this too, that when they crossed the veil, they weren't judged for a single thing they did in their lifetime. They were, there was forgiveness, there was understanding, and like they could even, not only could they feel that forgiveness and understanding and complete non-judgmental and complete unconditional love, but they could also look at the events of their life and have their own compassion and understanding for themselves. Like, oh, I see why I did that. Anita Morjani is a great example. She wrote an amazing book called Dying to Be Me, where she had stage four cancer and went into a coma because her organs shut down and doctors told her family she was dying. And she realized that what caused her cancer while she was on the other side. And when she came back, she was able to change her mindset and change her habits and change her beliefs and her cancer disappeared. She's phenomenal. She also endorsed my book and called it a must read. And it's going to be on the front cover, which is so, so freaking cool because she is such a wonderful, powerful, amazing person. So. So many people who've had a religious upbringing live in fear, right, of fear of judgment, fear of punishment. But that's really not what it's about. It is about pure, unconditional love. We are here to learn lessons. We are here to have experiences. There's no judgment when you pass. There's no punishment coming. Um, and they talk about the crucifixion. He talks about the crucifixion in the same way, that the crucifixion is never what it was about. And Alan Cohen jokes in his book, A Course in Miracles Made Easy, that if Jesus were to die today to be put to death today everyone would be walking around with little electric um a little electric chairs on chains around their neck instead of crosses and it's actually a little morbid that remember someone who was just pure love with these amazing teachings and helping humanity and helping everyone by the way they died right it's 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 almost doing them a disservice doing him a disservice and Jesus says in A Course in Miracles that it was never about the crucifixion. It was about the resurrection. And everyone focused on the death rather than the resurrection. And he calls the walk to the cross the last useless walk, 
right? So rather than dying for our sins, he didn't die for our sins. He showed us that this was the last useless walk to the cross. And it's all about redemption and coming back and rising up. Um, and, and you might, you might think about in your life, like, are there crosses that you die on? Do you have last walk? Do you have walks to the cross? Cause it's the last useless walk, right? He's like, you don't need to do this in your own life. But so many of us, um, kind of crucify ourselves through guilt, right? We, we punish ourselves. And of course in miracles says guilt is like the only, it's like absolutely absurd and it just doesn't even make sense in the universe. Um, but so many of us punish ourselves, right? And we punish ourselves through guilt because we think there's some greater punishment coming, right? From our parents or our bosses or our teachers or God or whoever, but there's no punishment coming. You're doing it to yourself. And everyone kind of missed the point of that. You know, he was, he was saying, no, it's about like, rising up and overcoming and love and all of these other things. It's not about the actual death and it's not about dying for anyone's sin. Um, let's see. He also talks about the Holy Spirit a lot. And I think it's really interesting because the Holy Spirit in A Course in Miracles is kind of the halfway point between you and God. And in all of the, I guess we'll call it spirituality that I've studied, we talk about a higher self. And that really resonates with me a lot. And the higher self is kind of the middle ground between you and source. And they both are HS. So I kind of see them as interchangeable. And, you know, in, in spirituality, we say that you are not your whole complete self incarnated here right now because the human is or because you as a soul are so much energy and power and vastness and light that you couldn't possibly shrink down into a human body. It would destroy the body. So only about 10 to 20 percent of you is actually incarnated in human form. And the rest of you sits on the other side of the veil as your higher self. And that that piece of you has that connection to source. It sees your whole life plan. It knows the lessons you're supposed to learn. It knows your past lives. And this is what who, what Dolores Cannon tapped into. She called it the subconscious because she didn't know what it was. But it's this all-knowing force, right? And it is pure love and pure light. And that's exactly how Jesus describes the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is there as a beacon of love and it's, it's what humans are supposed to be. But then ego came in, right? So then because ego came in, there was a fall, right? There was a fall in consciousness and ego came in. And so because of that, they created the atonement and that kind of wipes away all of your sins. It completely forgives you at the end so that any forgiveness you haven't been able to give yourself or others, Jesus and the Holy Spirit kind of help you out a little bit there at the end. Um, and, you know, there's there's obviously a thousand pages, over a thousand pages um, of text completely with all of them together. So 
there's so much to go into. I really recommend you read it. And I recommend you read it with an open mind. And again, start off with The Course in Miracles Made Easy. If that works for you, Marianne Williamson wrote a lot about Course in Miracles as well. Um, but it's a life-changing read. And even if you have to block out the fact you're like, this couldn't come from Jesus. My mind can't go there. I don't believe in channeling. Like, even if like you can't open your mind to that, which by the way, you should be able to open your mind to anything and not be triggered. I write, I have so many videos about triggers and how they're mirrors and all of that. So if this is triggering you, go watch some of those videos. But even if you can't get there, if you can't say, okay, this was written by Jesus, this is channeled, read it as a standalone, incredible spiritual work because it will change your life. It, it's a journey from fear to love. And I think especially in today's day and age, we could all use that. So check it out, A Course in Miracles. Follow me for more. And you'll start to see now how a lot of what I teach comes from these principles. All right. I love you all. I'll see you soon.